You have just entered The Royal Access, the show for growth-minded game changers seeking God's direction in their relationships and careers. I'm your host, Coral Pinder, and I'm super excited about growing along with you. Now let's dive in to this episode. Welcome everybody to a brand new episode of The Royal Access. It's your girl, Coral, and I'm super excited as usual to be here with you. And we're in an amazing series called Teach the Text. And let me tell you, Teach the Text has been working your girl. Teach the Text has been working your girl. I first heard the topic, I don't even want to front as if I created the, the phrase Teach the Text. If you listen to Meet the Perrys, 30 Minutes with the Perrys, I think is their podcast. They have done one or two episodes called Teach the Text. And I love when they break down the text. And because those episodes were so rich and so fulfilling, I was like, oh my gosh, I want to do a series on that. But let me tell you, in theory, in theory, they're great to listen to, especially when you're sitting down unpacking the word of God. And it's so good to continue to do that as you grow in your faith. And I felt like that is something that I truly needed to do in this season because I've been feeling very low and very tired and just spiritually weak. I think I talked about it on one of those episodes. And I think it's because when I do batch recording, which is very good on being able to have time for a lot of things, when I do batch recording, there's a long time when I'm not recording the podcast. And so there's, there's a catch 22. So when I am weekly recording the podcast and doing a series like teach the text where every week I'm diving in and I'm studying and then preparing and then doing an episode, it's totally different than the different kind of joy I receive when I batch record, when I, you know, record several episodes, like eight episodes in one weekend, get them all together and then have two months off where I'm not constantly every weekend like, oh my God, I have to do my podcast. Oh my God, did I do it yet? This is the reality. And, and I'm telling you this, this is why I was very like when God told me that he wanted me to do a podcast, I was like, Jesus, me and you don't have that kind of relationship. We do books, like you write the book, you produce the book, you put the book out there and then you're done. You write the play, you put the play out there, you advertise the play and then you're done. Like I've always been like a project kind of girl and me and Jesus have been rolling really tight with that kind of arrangement. Like you do a course, you do a project, you do a book, you do whatever. And then you're good, but this can, cause I'm very big on it. If I say I'm going to do something that I need to be consistent, but if you listen to podcasts, which I encourage you to do, I encourage you to have more than one show you, I wanted to be the kind of podcast where you listen every week. I told you about, you know, 30 minutes with the Perry's, which I love, but life gets in the way. And they had a baby and they were off for like an entire year. They're back now. They're back now. They're back on this season. And, um, and I have to give them grace because I don't know if that's ever going to happen with me when my life changes and shifts. And I'm just trying to like be prepared and learn how to batch record because I know just from giving them grace, like they just welcome the third child that that can happen. And so I do want to stay consistent with you guys, but I just wanted to be transparent to let you know, teacher tech's been, you know, kicking your girl, kicking your girl and your girl needs your, your prayers and your constant support. But I hope you're enjoying this series. Shout out to Carol, LaDonia. Um, I think that you guys had listened to this episode on teacher text and you had talked about how this episode had been a blessing to your life. So thank you so much for that word of encouragement. And before we dive into the episode, just want to remind you that we are starting May I Call You Queen course. Now I talked a little bit about it last week of how I think I wanted to do a free course this on the first day when we were supposed to start and then still give people a little grace period of a week to sign up. And so I think I am going to do that first course this week, we had someone sign up last week and I was super, super excited because I was like, I had it, I left it into God's hands in terms of the fact that 
you know, God told me to produce it. And in the season, the first time we were putting it out, I was like, is anybody going to show up? And at the end of the day, when we had six, I was like, oh, look at Jesus. You want me to do this. But I'm always of the stance of if there's something God wants me to do, I'm going to put it out there. And then we're going to see the response and see who comes and see what he's asking us to do in the season. So I'm like, the time's going and we didn't have anyone come in. And so I have gotten to a point where I'm releasing it. Like, okay, maybe it's just not the season. Maybe God just wants me to bring it in fall. We don't really see any people coming in. Um, especially after we've, you know, done such an amazing job on our website. If you haven't had the chance to check out the website, it'll be in the show notes, but go ahead and check it out with all of the amazing testimonials from cohort one. And so I kind of left it when I said I really left it to God, I really just left it to God. And so this week, I think it was last week I was on vacation. I took a staycation for like three or four days. We'd be proud of your girl. Your girl is getting that rest. So I took a staycation and I got a notification that someone had paid me and I was like, and you know, the course is $500 and the person paid the full and I had not had a conversation with anybody. And I was just like, but that's because we have it all automated with the website. So I'm just like, who paid me? And I was like, the course, but that's how much I had released it. And so that should be, I just wanted to share that testimony. I didn't even plan to share that. That was definitely the Holy Spirit. But I just wanted to share that testimony as an encouragement to you that when there is a desire in your heart that you feel like the Holy Spirit has told you to do, make the preparation to do the thing that the Holy Spirit has told you to do. Make the preparations and then lay it before him. And if it is something that he wants to do, he will bring it through you, to you. And so it does, it's, you don't even have to stress. And I, I, it happens so much in other areas of my life. And there are some other areas where I keep holding on to it. And I'm like, God, <laughs> what you doing? But, you know, pray for your girl. I'm a work in progress. But talking about the course, I think we're going to do a free uh, course on Thursday. So if you're in the Royal Access Facebook community, you're going to see me put out a flyer soon or some notification about uh, the free event that I want to do, a free webinar that I want to do this Thursday. And then we will start with the, the group and the cohort that has paid the week after, granted that we get the numbers. So if it is something that God wants us to do right now, we will get the limited number and be able to start. And if not, then we will start in fall. But I believe I'm just leaving it to God. Like I said, just how I did when that one came and we were on vacation. If he wants us to start, the limited number for us to start will be there on by next week thursday because we'll do the free course this thursday and it'll go well so pray for your girl and if you are listening to the show and you love what we dive into you think this will be a great opportunity for you don't forget we do the pay it forward option that's where you pay no money down you go through the course and you pray about who you would want to bless for this kind of opportunity and then you sew 500 into them the next time we do the course and that just has to be within a year of you taking the course so essentially you take the course for free and then you bless somebody and so into someone's life, spiritually, emotionally, professionally, and monetary because you pay for the course for them. And the reasons, I, and I found that that is so good. I, I've gone through different models of business of giving people free opportunities. And I find that when there is a cost attached to it, people appreciate things more. Like I have seen it. I have given six months away free for a certain product or a certain um, experience. And I've watched people do nothing with it. Just absolutely nothing with it. Um, but I would say we did have someone in cohort one who did the pay it forward option. We had one person and they were extremely committed as if they paid their money up front. And so therefore, um, I think that that's a good model that we're going to use going forward. Like I said, I, I did a program recently where I gave six months free. And I mean, <laughs> when you don't pay for it, and I've noticed it with myself too. And so don't want to go on too long about the course, but Man Call You Queen course is a course that will transform your life. I'll look in the show notes for the link in the bio so you can see the website. There's also video testimonials. We're going to be putting those out there as well. And so I definitely want to encourage you. So we're going to dive into this episode of Teach the Text. And the title of this 
episode is if, if you only knew, if you only knew, and it's, it's a reminder of if we only knew so many, so many times we think we know, or we say we know, we know that God is in control. We know that God is all powerful. We know that God is the reason we are here. We say that all the time, all the time we say that, but it's different than when we're living out our life. And so I want to dive deep into the scripture verse, which is Genesis one and one, Genesis one and one. And it's at the beginning. And so I think sometimes we kind of gloss over it really, really quickly without really diving deep into and unpacking the scripture of Genesis one and one. And since I was so <laughs> early and in the front of my Bible, I've been, I have a women's study Bible. I got it last year um, during the pandemic when I just wanted to study and unpack some more. And so some of the things that the Women's Study Bible, it helps you to understand the context of the chapter and who wrote it. And so Genesis has been said to been written by Moses. And obviously all of the books of the Bible are inspired by the Holy Spirit, but they're written physically by man. And so Genesis is one of the books, one of the five books that they said have been written by Moses. And it was written during the time that the Israelites were walking through the wilderness when they were trapped in the wilderness. And it was a way of providing encouragement and knowledge of who their God is. And so just for a moment, before we even unpack Genesis 1 and 1 about in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And that's, that's Genesis 1 and 1. Before we unpack that, let's just think about the author, that it's Moses. And Moses giving a, an instruction of who God is, what happened, what the story is, What's your history and how it unfolded to where you are in this moment. And so one of the things that's so powerful to me about the fact that Moses wrote this and that most likely Moses wrote it while they were in the wilderness to provide encouragement, it's saying to me that this word may or may have not been written had they been able to take the 11 day journey and go into the promised land. And so it's a reminder to us of those of us who feel like I'm in a wilderness season of something that I wanted to take two seconds, but God is taking like, I don't know, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years to bring it forth. And I know that a lot of us have different names of those wilderness seasons, but think about the fruit that God is birthing in that season. And it's a reminder that the reason that I am on earth is not about me. The reason I'm here is not only so that I can get everything that I want and my life can be amazing and happy and comfortable. It's so that I can allow God's glory. You heard from the purpose series we did. So I can allow glories, God's glory to shine through me in my life. And so God's glory can shine in my life even when uh, to the culture and to the media, I don't look successful. My life is being poured out. There, there are things, there are books that people are being able to read. And I say it all the time when, when, when I talk to people about, you know, what was my goal and how I thought my life was going to turn out. And I just had that question today. It wasn't in reference to family life, but it was in reference to the career that I was pursuing when I first came out of high school. And someone, they were like, you know, it's so crazy to watch what you do now career-wise, because like, this isn't what you thought you would be doing. And I was like, yeah, it's totally like my life is just, I always say like, my life is totally not what I thought I would be doing. And it's just like Moses, they totally didn't think they were going to be in the wilderness for 40 years, but God knew. And what was a product of that were the books of the Bible, the books of the Bible that you and I get to read. So what about your life? What legacy are you being able to birth in this season that's being able to affect lives, not only the lives of the people who are around you now, but generations to come?
Because when we hold on to this is what I want and this is the only thing I'm not going to do and you're not obedient in the wilderness, not only are you not getting the life that you thought you were going to get, you're also not being fruitful and allowing the God's glory to shine through you in that season. These books of the Bible were birthed during that season. And so that's something that I want you to remember as you as you go through thinking about you know, what is my life about and why am I here? And like I said, because I was in the front of the book and it's a study Bible, there are a lot of things that they explain before you even get to the first chapter of Genesis. And so one of the things that they're talking about, they said, you know, we used to read the Bible to find ourselves, but now we read the Bible to find God. You used to read the Bible to find yourself, but now we read the Bible to find God. So the thing about it is sometimes it's like when we cherry pick out of the Bible, and even though when we do teach the text, we're only breaking down one verse, we want to break down that one verse according to what we believe the Holy Spirit is trying to say in that verse. And that's why last week we, we went down to the, the verse about asking and seeking and knocking because so many people feel that God will give me the desires of my heart. He said to ask and to, and to seek him and then I will get, and it's like, we're trying to cherry pick of, okay, God is a good God. He wants to give me what I want. He's all, we translate God being a good God to he's going to give me what I want. So we cherry pick out of the Bible what applies to me and what's good for me and what's a good fitting for me and what feels good for me. And then I want to move my life through that. And that's what we use the Bible for. It's a tool to find out how am I going to be blessed? A tool of how is God going to comfort me because I'm suffering? A tool of how is God going to be there for me because I was doing it on my own and I reached a roadblock and I needed some help. And so that is something that we have to remember. I used to work with a coworker and every time she used to hear me sing gospel songs, I said, oh, Jira. no, Jira, it wasn't out at that time. That was years ago. But the point is I would be singing a gospel song. The storm is over now. And she's like, what's wrong, Pen? Pen? Pen, what's wrong? Because she, I was like, what? She's like, you know how, you know how us black people go? Anytime, anytime we struggle and we're ready to call on Jesus and sing a gospel song, it's true. And that's usually when we run to the word. And I'm not saying don't run to the word. You should run to the word. But the word is not there for you to simply discover, okay, how to just focus on me, 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 selfish, selfish, selfish. It's about me. It's about how do I understand who God is? How do I find out more about this God that I serve? How do I dive deep? into who God is. And that's the point. That's the point of us reading the Bible. And so in this verse, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And I'm going to play a clip for you right now. The rest of the uh, beginning of the universe, God, spiritual matter, impact on material matter. Okay. So two questions. All right. Go ahead. All right, your question, where did God come from, assumes that you're thinking of the wrong, uh, obviously it displays that you're thinking of the wrong God, because the God of the Bible d is not affected by time, space, or matter. If he's, if he's affected by time, space, or matter, he's not God. Time, space, and matter is what we call a continuum. All of them have to come into existence at the same instant, because if there were matter but no space, where would you put it? If there were matter and space but no time, when would you put it? You cannot have time, space, or matter independently. They have to come into existence simultaneously. The Bible answers that in ten words. In the beginning, there's time, God created the heaven, there's space, and the earth. 
there's matter. So you have time, space, matter created a trinity of trinities there. Just, you know, time is past, present, future. Space has length, width, height. Matter has solid, liquid, gas. You have a trinity of trinities created instantaneously. And the God who created them has to be outside of them. If he's limited by time, he's not God. The guy who created this computer is not in the computer. He's not running around in there changing the numbers on the screen, okay? The God who created this universe is outside of the universe. He's above it, beyond it, in it, through it. He's, he's unaffected by it. So for, and the, the concept that a, a spiritual force cannot have any effect on a material body, well then I guess you'd have to explain to me things like emotions and love and hatred and envy and jealousy and, and rationality. I mean, if your brain is just a random collection of chemicals that formed by chance over billions of years, how on earth can you trust your own reasoning processes and the thoughts that you, you think? Okay, so... Your, your question, where did God come from, is assuming a limited God. And that's your problem. The God that I worship is not limited by time, space, or matter. If I could fit the infinite God in my three-pound brain, he would not be worth worshiping. That's for certain. So that's the God that I worship. Thank you. So he unpacked that verse better than any anybody I think ever could unpack the verse because the man was asking him, like, where did God come from? And he's trying to tell him, where did God come from? I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not serving a God that's limited by time, space, and matter because he exists outside time, space, and matter. And you see that in the very first verse of the Bible. He, he already allowed you to know that. And what I loved that was so good about what he said, what I thought was so powerful about what he said was the fact that he said, Listen to me, your, your brain, your emotions, all of these things in your three pound brain that you think are so significant, that you think are so worthy, these things in your three pound brain, the things that you, you are, how can you trust that? If they just came out of nowhere, if they're just happened to be there, how can you trust that? How can you trust the things in your three pound brain? Because I trust and I serve a God that is outside of time, space, and matter. But yet you are trying to tell me that God does not exist and it's based on your reasoning of particles that just randomly came together if there is no God that exists outside of that three pound brain. And so therefore, it's the reverence for me. It's the reverence for me. It's the reverence to know that if you want to truly understand, like Moses, when he was writing this book for the Israelites, if you want to really understand how all of this happened, what's going on, you have to start in the beginning. It, let's start from the beginning. Let's start from the beginning. And the God that I serve, he is not limited by a time, space, and matter. He was there before it began. He was, that's who I serve. And so therefore, if he wasn't there before it began, and he's the example of the computer, like the person who made the computer is not inside the computer controlling the computer. He's outside of the computer. He was there in the beginning before the computer started. And so therefore, if you want to understand how this life goes, you have to start from the beginning. And the person who was there, who created it before it even started. So in the beginning, what happens before the beginning? I have, I don't know if any of you are like that, where you can't watch a movie if it started already. I have a friend and I have another friend who's always late. 
And so she was going to the movies with her. And she was like, the movie's supposed to start at 8 o'clock. It's 8.10. And she's not here. And I was just like, go in the movie. She's like, I do not want to go in the movie. I am the kind of person that once a movie starts, I cannot go in the movie. And I'm just like, either go home or go in the movie because she's going to be late. She's not going to probably show up until like 45 minutes into the movie. And she's going to watch the movie and she's going to be fine. But you, that is a pet peeve of yours. And I said, you are going to need to learn to not go and do a time conscious thing with this friend. She's amazing. We love her to death. But don't do a time conscious thing or you're going to lose your mind. And so she said, she was like, I can't, I was just like, I really can't do it. And I don't know how many of you are like that, where if you don't know what's happening in the beginning, you're not going to be able to be comfortable with going with the flow. And that's how we should look at our life. And that's what Moses was trying to say. These people are in the wilderness. They're complaining. They're overwhelmed. It's like, God, holla at your boy, holla at your boy. Help me to explain to them who you are. Help me to explain. And you know what? Start from the beginning. Start from the beginning. Or, or God. God said, Moses, pull up, pull up. Because they're complaining. They're making noise. Like they just didn't see all my works and wonders. So I got to go back to the beginning so that they can understand the flow. So that they can say, oh, it makes sense now. So that they can really process what's going on. Because they have to understand that before time, space, and matter occurred, I was there. I was there. I am the one who created it. I was there. I was there. Let's start from the very beginning. Start from the be very beginning. So in the beginning, God created. God, the God I serve. The God I serve is outside of all of it. He is bigger than me. I may not understand it. And I don't need to understand it because I trust him. i rather trust God than trust particles that magically came together in my brain. I'm sorry. I'm gonna trust God. I have seen God work. And he was there from the very beginning before he's not limited. He was there from the very beginning and he created it all. He created it. God created it in the beginning. And so when it goes to the next thing of God, so who is God? There's a book by J.I. Parker um, on knowing God. And you should read the book and, and read it again because there's so many, I've read it already, but reading it again to really unpack who God is. And one of the, one of the verses they talk about in knowing God is we must learn to reverence God. I think that a lot of times we don't take the time to, to appreciate that he's omnipresent. That means he's everywhere, that he's omnipotent, that he has unlimited power, that, that, that he knows it all. We, we take for granted who God is, that God is sovereign and that he's in control of everything. Sometimes we take that for granted. And in the book, Knowing God, when it says we must learn to reverence God, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. You can trust him and you can put your weight on it. That's me. That's correct. The book just says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, the beginning of wisdom. So we think that I'm so smart. I knew it all. Oh, you know, God, God, God should be doing this. I remember I said, you know, in the beginning of this study book, there are different things that they talk about. Um, when they talk about, you know, things that you should think about when you're starting to read the Bible. And they talk about how Adam and Eve were the first ones to commit a sin and how we're so similar to Adam and Eve. And so when they said this, they said, we sin when we believe God is trying to keep the good stuff from us when we become convinced that what we want is better than what God has for us. I don't know about you, but that came from my spirit and my soul. I'll say it again. We sin when we believe God is trying to keep the good stuff from us when we become convinced that what we want is better than what God has for us. It's true. It's true. When I believe like God, like 
this can this this ain't the life you want for me. 36, not married, not no children. Nah, son. I don't know what calculations you were doing. I don't know why you thought this was good. This is not good. And, and it says, and it's like in the creation story, every day when God is making something, God looked at it and God said, this is good. God looked at it and said, this is good. God looked at it and said, this is good. Like, this is good. But so many times we look at our life, like this entrepreneurial life, like you get a high, like, oh my God, I just got a job. Then you like, the job's over and you're like, but my next check coming from Lord, what's coming? You just ain't getting the balance. He's like, I came through for you just like five weeks ago, son. I know, but just like, and I think about the bills. And I was like, wow, wow, that's powerful. Like already you have forgotten what I've done for you. Like, wouldn't it just be easier to just, you know, be in another predicament? It's your money. Jesus, I'm just saying what is this life you have called me to? Like so many things, so many times we're like, this is not good. Like this is, this is not what I would have done. Like straight up real talk. And, and we have to be honest about those emotions that, that God, that is what I feel like. This is not what, I, but that's what we said. So you are honest about those emotions, but you cannot sin. And so when it comes to being good, I think I want to unpack that for a second because God is good. And in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And if you read all of the verses, after that, when it talked about God made, you know, the sea, God made plants, God made animals, everything he created said, this is good. This is good. This is good. The problem is, I want you to think about food. When you eat guava duff with the sauce and some ice cream, when you eat a meat lover's pizza, okay, not for me, I don't eat meat, but when you eat a seafood pizza, when you eat a concrete when you eat sorry you guys are hungry it's sunday i'm sorry but the point is when you eat the food that's just like yes this is good it tastes good it feels good but it's not good for your soul it's not good for your body it's not good for your diet but when you eat cauliflower carrots steamed carrots steamed broccoli salmon with no sauce, girl of the sauce, no sauce. When you eat those things, those are good for you in terms of they are healthy. And so I think we mess up our good. And it's not saying that marriage and children are not good, but God is saying, I was there in the beginning. And so I know you before you were in your mother's womb. I knew and I know where you're about to go. And so therefore, it's not good for you in this season. And you just got to trust that. It's not that having a nine to five is not good. I just know that in this season today, because I mean, he might change his mind tomorrow, y'all. So don't hate if I go to one. But I just know in this moment (laughs) and the last five years that I've had you on this journey, it wasn't good for you to be on anybody's job. It's just what it is. And you, you. You can, and so therefore, these things are not bad things. These things that you're thinking about, these things that you think will be better, living on your own, living in LA, directing movies, being on a movie set right now, being on a TV show right now, directing your own show. All of these things are not bad things. These are not bad things. But in this season, I don't have them for you. In this season, that's crack hump. Next season, it might be carrots. But right now, it's crack hump. So fried crack hump, deep fried, battery. Crack on. I'm sorry, guys. But the point is, in this season, it's not good for your soul. And so we get confused, including me. 
confused and out of pocket and out of aligned. Because again, when we go to study the scripture, it's not about, you know, finding God and understanding God and understand who God is and just waking up every day about God. What do you have me to do? What is the assignment you have for my life? We go to God, omnipotent, ruler, sovereign, knower of everything. Talking about this is what I think. But like they said, in knowing God, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So if how are you going to tell God this is what you're supposed to be doing? You clearly don't fear him. It's like those people who backtalk them, their mama. No, I think you should do it. You said what? You thought you should what? You said what? You clearly, you clearly don't understand God. You clearly, you clearly. I was here before you. Nothing existed before me. I am all wisdom and power. Yet, yet you question me. And that's when you sin. Yet you think that something will be better. But I know what's good. But I know what you, we know what feels good. This feels good though. This tastes good though. This God's like, I know what's good for your soul. I know what is good for you. And so a lot of times the things that God is asking, it does not. I told you guys my plight when I will, the every weekly podcast, like God, weekly, we was doing projects. We was doing projects, Jesus. God's like, but right now in this season, I need a weekly commitment from you. I need you to do that for me. I'm going to need that. It's like, <laughs> it's so hard. So hard. But I, he needs it. He needs it. And he's God. So the fact that he's God and he's all knowing, all powerful, I got to trust that. I got to trust that. And that is what Moses was trying to say to the Israelites. Let me holla at y'all for a second, because I don't think that y'all fear and understand. And the minute, the minute we begin to fear and have reverence and respect for who God is. And I think why why name this, this, the title of this episode of unpacking the scripture, Genesis one and one is because every time we get frustrated with God, it's a, it's a reminder. I was listening or, or reading a book and the guy was saying, you know, sometimes when he gets mad at somebody or mad at a situation or mad at something, he stops himself and he sits down and says, wow, I'm really angry. Let me unpack that. Like, why am I so angry about that particular thing? And I, I tried it the other day. I got really angry and I was like, oh God, it's so irritating. And I said, wait, stop. Why is that irritating? And so, you know, the surface level answer is judging the other person. But when you dive deeper, what I realized is there was some jealousy right there. But you have to be transparent enough to really uncover what is the root of that anger or that distress. What is the root? Is there jealousy there? And so when I uncovered that, and so therefore, that's why they, that's why he said, you know, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Because when I get to the root of why am I upset that God didn't do this particular thing? Why am I upset? Like, let's real talk. God is all knowing. God's going to do what's good for me. God's in control. God has it down pat. And so my, if we only knew, if you only knew that every time you got upset, that you needed to go back to the verse of in the beginning, God, who's all powerful, all knowing before any of this started, this life that we call heaven and on earth, before it started, he was here and he was creating. And so he's creating something in my life. And all the verses after say that everything he creates is good. So it may not feel good, but it's good, but it's good. So if you only knew that God is in control and God, and so it's, it's a reminder that it's not that you're not going to get mad. We have emotions. You are human beings. Your, your emotion, you're going to emote. <laughs> it's going to happen. It's going to happen. But 
the problem or the point is when you have that emotion, okay, when you, when you have that urge to, to think like, I want something to go this way, that's when you stop. You'd be like, why am I so upset? And then I think about who God is. And I think that he was here before anything started and that he knows what he's doing and everything he does is good. It may not feel good. I'm not talking about the crack con good. I'm talking about the cauliflower good. You know, this good, this cauliflower good. And I'm just going to have to, I'm going to have to be good because it's cauliflower good. And so the last thing is in the beginning, that's the time God created, God created God. Who's all knowing, all powerful, the heavens and the earth, which is space and matter, the heavens and the earth, the place that we want to go to our end destination of where we're trying to go. The, he created the place we are in, in the journey, and he created the destination. He created the destination. And so therefore, when we were like, Jesus, earth is ghetto. It's ghetto down here. Like God created it. God created it. And there's, there's, there's amazing things that he wants us to do on the earth, on the earth. He created the heavens and the earth. So we live with eternity in mind. We live with the knowing that God has a better place that he wants to carry us. And that on earth, we're going to have pain. We're going to have troubles, but take heart because he has overcome. He has overcome the world. And so we have to be mindful that God created the heavens and the earth. This is still, this still belongs to God. And so one of the things that I had to ask myself, if I know it, uh, the, the, the title is, if you only knew it. So if I knew it, I know God created the heavens and the earth. I know it would not, you know, be here. Space and matter would not be here unless God performed it. And so therefore that means that God is here and that he is having dominion over it. And that even though when things happen that don't go my way, he created it. And I, and I have to be able to trust that he is here on earth with me and he created it. And anything that's coming as a surprise to me on earth, it's not a surprise to him because he created it. He created it. And being here, we have a choice. We have free will. And so one of the things that I was asking myself, you know, if I know it and I say, I believe it. And I think the problem is sometimes we don't truly believe it in our heart because the reason how you can tell a meter, if I truly believe that God created all of this and that there's a better place that I'm going so I can trust that I can be like Paul, you know, to die is to gain because I'm going to a wonderful place that God created for me. But to be here is great because I get to show the glory of God while I'm on earth. If I believe what Paul said, then I have to live it. And I think that's what comes hard for us. And so I had to be real about why is it so hard to live in that truth? Why is it so hard to live in the truth of knowing that God created the heavens and the earth and he has it all under control and it's in his hands? Why is it hard to live? Because culture tells us otherwise and culture is louder and and the minute that the, 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 the amount of time that I don't spend in the word culture will be louder in my ear my insecurities will be will be louder I'm not good enough no it's not happening because God is in control and God just doesn't have this for me now I'm just not good enough no I'm just not pretty enough I'm not just I'm not just I'm not doing enough I'm not I'm not worthy enough and so I'm always just trying to earn and earn and earn earn the culture's approval, own the media's approval, own, own other people's approval. And all of that is loud. And that's the enemy trying to tell you that, nope, you know better, you know better, you know better. Don't trust God. You know better, you know better, you know better. And so what we have to, what we have to be reminded of is that, you know, even though our feelings are telling us that, nah, culture's right. Nah, the media is right. Nah, look at the evidence. 
on earth. I'm not, I'm not flourishing. I'm not thriving. And God is saying, I didn't send you here to thrive according to the world's culture. That's not what I sent you here for. I sent you here to be a light. I sent you here to be an example. I sent you here to allow my glory to reflect from you. You are an image bearer. You are created in the image of God. And I told you to be fruitful and multiply. And so, so many times we think that fruitful and multiply means that I told you to just get married and have some children. But fruitful and multiply and have dominion is to allow the glory of God to show on the earth. Jesus was never married. Jesus has never had any children. But who is a better example of being an image bearer of Christ on the earth? Christ. <laughs> Three one. Who's a better example? And so therefore, when we start to believe because I haven't had this certain job, because I don't live in this certain location, because I haven't accomplished this particular thing, because my legacy doesn't look like this, because I don't have this kind of inheritance, then God is not pleased. No, the culture, the culture may not be pleased. The culture may not be pleased. The culture may ask you. The culture may nip at the insecurities that are inside of your flesh. And so don't be consumed. God says, you know, you know, live in the world, but you know, be set apart from the world. You know, you're living here, but he created it. And so I could trust that when I'm in it, that I don't follow the rules of people that are on earth that weren't here in the beginning when God created it. See, the culture, the culture will try to make you believe that I am the authority on what should be happening for you right now. But you're like, you know what? No, I read Genesis one-on-one. And the culture was not here in Genesis one-on-one. The culture wasn't here. You know who was here in Genesis one-on-one? Let's go back to the very beginning. It's a very, now you sound the music. Let's go back to the very beginning. It's a very good place to start. When you read, you begin with A, B, C. When you sing, you begin with Do, Re, Mi, Do, Re, Mi. Okay. Okay, the first few letters just happened to be don't break it. Okay, but the point is, when culture gets at you, when the media gets at you, when your own insecurities, because sometimes it'd be your own self. It'd be like me. I'm the one. I'm. I'm the one that's messing it up. I'm, I'm the one that's getting in my own way. I'm the one. It's me. It's my own insecurities. Like culture ain't even telling me I'm not great. I'm telling me I'm not great. And, and God's like, I was here from the beginning. I got you. I created this. I created everything. Trust me. Nah, nah. The people said that I'm behind. Nah, nah. People said that I should be doing this. Nah, nah. People feel like I should be doing this right now. God's like, they weren't even here. They weren't even here. They weren't even here like a hundred years ago. Like they just came, bruh. They just came. Like, just read your word. Read your word. In the beginning was me, bruh. Before time and space and matter occurred, it was me, bruh. If you only knew. But you got to know it. You got to believe it. And then you got to live that out. You got to live that out daily. And the only way to live that out daily is if we stay in the word. We stay allowing the Holy Spirit to unpack the word for us. We stay allowing ourselves to be around like-minded community. I know some people, you hear me talk about the man. I call you Queen Course, and they're like, yeah, she's trying to do another, another you know, thing so she can make money. Nah, son. Nah, bro. All the money I'll be pumping into making this work don't even be the money we get back from it. It's clear blown obedience. <laughs> it's clear blown obedience. Um, and, and therefore you're, you're working, so you're putting your time in it. And so therefore, you know, you have to be paid and compensated for the amount of time that you put in, but it's not even like what people pay is not even what it's worth. It's just about being obedient. But the whole reason is because self-awareness, I think so many people, so many people misunderstand self-awareness. And so the thing about it is 
the reason why we, including myself, get caught up in situations where I forget the Genesis one-on-one exists is because I'm not around like-minded community. If I am around like-minded community, am I around somebody who's studied enough so that they can help me to understand my emotions, understand what's going on, understand my reactions, and help me to evaluate what am I doing that I'm not aware of that is speaking against or not helping me to progress or not allowing me to see the next steps of what God has for me. And sometimes that looks like rest in terms of separating and spending time one-on-one time with God. Sometimes that looks like hearing someone speak a word into me and that word shifts my perspective and paradigm in terms of I'm seeing something that I always saw before, but I'm seeing it in a different way and it changed the entire trajectory of my life. And so therefore, when God and the Holy Spirit is telling you to get in a certain situation, it's not to just get in a certain situation because of the fact that, oh, well, let me appease this person. No, only go forth and step into a positioning that God and the Holy Spirit is calling you to. But I believe God and the Holy Spirit calls us to certain positionings because there's things that he wants to do in your life. And we need to have an awareness because we're not always up. We're not always up. We, we know it like we know it like a routine and we memorize like in the beginning, God created the heaven and earth. But I need you to not know it. I need you to believe it and I need you to live it. And it's harder to live out when we don't bring ourselves to a level of awareness so that we can check what am I doing right now? Because self-awareness is a part of me sitting down and evaluating what's going on with me. But a part of self-awareness is always also allowing other people to check me. It's also taking time away from the noise and the culture so that I can allow God to download things that he wants to download in me. And so I want to encourage you not only to continue to pray about if you're in the May I Call You Queen course, but more importantly, I want you to pray about how do I get the word for myself? How do I dive deep and dig deep into this? And if you're like, oh, I need help. I don't know how to unpack and dive deep and allow, that's something that we do in the course as well. But I just want you to remind that, you know, as we go through this series and pray for you, girl, because I love the series, but it's a lot to study. I want to, I wanted you to really meditate with, I, I, I never want you to read Genesis 101 again, just like quickly passing by. Yeah. Yeah. I know that verse. Genesis 101. I, I don't need to read it. I don't need to study it. I just think that I just want you to remember that when you dive into Genesis 101 in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Know, know that God is all knowing, know that God was here before any of this thing began. Know that even though earth feels ghetto at times, (laughs) that God created it and that he is the authority on it, not our culture, not the scientists, not people who not existed a hundred years ago, but God who was there before it began. And remember that the entire Bible is an encouragement to walk this earth. It's the manual. It's the guide. It's the guide. Our feelings, the insecurities that come up, they're a gauge to tell us, what, what, where am I right now? What's going on with me right now? And then allowing God to move me through those feelings. So you're going to have feelings about a million things. You know, I'm not going to feel like doing several things, but what is truth and truth is the word. And so that's what guides my life. That's where I make the decisions. I make my decisions based on truth, not on feelings. Feelings are real. We're human. Feelings will happen, but your feelings are a gauge of what is going on in and with you in the moment. After that, you submit those feelings to the word of God. Because what's more important than the random feelings and emotions that's going on in this brain of ours is the person who created it, which is God. And so I hope, I hope, I hope this has blessed you. If it has, share this with a friend. Make sure to hit us up in the Royal Access community. We would love to hear 
from you and talk with you. If you know somebody who will benefit from doing the May I Call You Queen course, let them know that we're about to do a free webinar on Thursday to launch the course. And we would love, love to see you there. Thank you so much for listening and please take care. Thank you for listening to the Royal Access Podcast. Be sure to learn more about how to connect with us in the show notes below. If you enjoyed the episode, please share it with a friend. We would also love for you to consider leaving a rating or a review. Until next time, I'm Corel Pinder, your truth-telling accountability partner.